0: all right hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of nothing but noise thank you for joining us of course is hosted by me the legendary savak and joined by my co-host the infallible the lion-hearted handsome jimmy (laughs) that's an
1: intro man i know i got a little upset last time Uh, you kind of half-assed it and kind of just you know whatever like it's no big deal that you know we're doing this together that that's a lot better i feel good
0: about that one i figured you might you know it's it and i thought about it i took your notes into consideration and i wanted to make sure i came back On the rights, on the right foot, got off on the right foot, whatever. You understand what I'm saying. That's all I ask, you know? That's
1: all I ask. I, I, you know, responded to it. You took it into, you know, you thought about it, you know, probably realized you did me wrong, and then you fixed it. So, that's all I ask.
0: folks. Ladies and gentlemen, I did, my friend here, very dirty, but... (laughs) no longer will we be doing that <laughs> that all i ask is to always be right that's it that's right and that is how teamwork works teamwork makes the dream work but i mean our smart listeners out there already knew that but anyways we're gonna dive right on in because i don't even have any fluff to fill that time with we're just gonna go ahead and jump into this so i'm sure most of y'all got done watching the divisional round of the playoffs we witnessed Kansas City prevailed, even overcoming some of the odds there. Unfortunately, Patrick Mahomes took himself a nasty hit and you saw him get up and he was woozy. This man looked like he was seeing stars. It was like a Looney Tunes cartoon, you know? <laughs> One of the characters got hit with an anvil and shit and he's all sorts of wobbly. His lineman had to direct him towards the sideline. Uh, what did you think about that, Jimmy? Like first seeing it, it confused me because I didn't
1: see his head get hit and then I'm like, oh, he must have hit his head on the ground. And then I watched it slow down, and his face mask doesn't even hit the ground. Yeah. Um, so I was a little confused at first. At, at, well, I was, more like, terrified. Like, I felt so bad. for them. I'm like, man, this thing's over. Like, I feel so bad for them. You know, next week against the Bills, if they finish this game out and win it, like, that takes so much of the appeal away from it. Um, but after watching it a bit, I, so I, I checked out a video on YouTube, And it's a doctor that uh, breaks down NFL videos when it comes to concussions. And he gives his thoughts and tells you why it happened. And what he showed, um, it was like kind of what he was saying. It was the whiplash of it. You can watch when it's slowed down. He doesn't hit his head, but it whips. Like if you're in a car accident, that's all you need for your brain to bounce off the skull is what we're talking about when it comes to a concussion. Mm -hmm. Um, But the most recent thing I found, I, I found a tweet from this afternoon from uh, Carrington Harrison. Uh, he's from uh, KC Sports Talk 610 out there on AM radio. Um, he tweeted out that a source told him, Patrick passed all of his tests last night. He didn't actually hit his head. There was a nerve in his neck that got tweaked that made him out of it. He's okay. getting tested done, testing done on his neck nerves today, but did clear all of his tests last night. So he, he cleared like his first round of concussion testing post-game i'll have to look into it more after that i didn't know you could like mess up a nerve it'll make you wobble all around
0: yeah neither did i i mean i knew you could you could pinch some that made it hard for you to turn your neck and even some that makes it like the function of your arms a little bit wobbly a little bit woozy i didn't know you could tweak one that would take you completely out of it mentally i mean you looked at him and he looked like the lights were on but nobody was home no one was home you would have thought this man just slammed his head off the ground so Uh, they, that in that video I was watching too, when he showed it, you can tell, you
1: know, when you see a UFC fighter or a boxer get knocked out and like half their body goes like paralysis, Mm -hmm. he had his left leg up and it was just sticking straight out. And he had his right arm just bent a little bit, but it was hanging up in the air. So he, he was definitely from what this doctor said, he was like definitely out, out. Like he was knocked out whether it was for a split second or something. He was out. Um, But yeah, I guess, you know, they're fortunate. You know, this dude's going to do everything he can to play, unfortunately, or well, maybe fortunately, a lot of it's out of their hands when it comes to concussion. You know, we know that there's independent doctors that, you know, put them through the testing. That way, you know, the team doctor's not just clearing everybody to play when they need it. Um, But the league wants Mahomes playing anyways. So. It, yeah. You know, it didn't look, there. there's different levels of concussion. None, none of them are good. I've had a, quite a few in my life, actually. Um, but there's different levels to it. it you know, whatever happened there, it, it, even though he was wobbly, whatever, th- that's, it's considered like maybe like a moderate c- concussion, you know, because he was wobbly, because he looked like he might have been knocked out. You know, it's not just like a basic one. But it's it wasn't, it didn't seem like it was an advanced, you know, critical one either. So, um, but again, I'm not a doctor, so I'm just speaking to what I've seen and 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 yeah, the very little that I
0: know. Mm-hmm, don't worry. You are not alone. I am very far from a doctor. But in my <laughs> very uneducated opinion, that looked like it hurt a lot. Oh, for sure. For sure. Hoping this man gets a speedy recovery. Looking at the other team, though, uh, it's actually kind of interesting for the record. Quarterbacks that were drafted first overall are actually 1-6 and six against Andy Reid in the postseason. Would you believe that?
1: That are drafted number one first pick overall? Yes, sir. He's, he's played against that many number one picks. I guess he's been around for a while. He uh, has. Won it. Wow. That's yeah. a, no, I didn't know that. Everyone talks about Belichick against young QBs.
0: I guess Andy Reid is out here doing it, too. Mm-hmm. And it, this is an, amazingly, because that stat is specifically against... Uh, against quarterbacks drafted first overall which is really interesting you think about that so wow he's faced it faced that many number one overall picks incredible but he also andy reed himself tied hall of fame coach chuck knoll for the fifth most postseason victories by a head coach in nfl history big red is really on to something he is on fire currently but uh speaking about quarterbacks real quick though, I guess jumping back to Kansas City, because I did want to bring this up. How about former Dolphin great Chad Henney <laughs> yeah, stepping <Dolphin> in <laughs> <laughs> stepping in to finish the game for Mahomes? How about that finish, man? What'd you think of that? First off, the third and fifteen run, that it was just amazing. Mm-hmm. Like that
1: might have been the best play of his career. And then going back to Andy Reid. The set of balls on this dude on that fourth and one, like, all right, I'm like, they're just going to try to draw him off sides, call a timeout here, punt it. Cleveland's going to have to drive between 80 to 90 yards with no timeouts and a minute 15, minute 20 left. Mm -hmm. You know, Cincinnati or Kansas City is probably going to win this game. You know, play defense, you win it, bro. Not only to go for it on fourth and one at the 50. They didn't even run the ball. They throw the ball. Like, I understand that it's basically a run because you're throwing it three yards in the air to Tyreek Hill, who's not gonna <laughs> drop it. But dude, this is Chad Henny. Like, I've seen him miss that throw more often than I've seen him make that throw. True, story and man, to show confidence in that dude, and I, I like it for a few reasons because if that if he ends up having to play, like we didn't know anything at the time, like that yeah. could have been a very severe thing to, to Patrick, and who knows? To just to put that confidence in that kid, that's the last throw he's going to make before he starts in the AFC championship. Like, I like the call for so many reasons. Obviously, if they don't get it, it doesn't look as good. But hey, when you won the Super Bowl last year, I'm sure that's something that played into it. You know what I mean? If they would have lost last year to San Fran, I like to think they probably punted there, played a little safer. But you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's earned some of that leeway, leeway to take some of those chances, man. And it was, Henny played great. He, he looked good other than the, the, the interception looked awful. It looked like he, it was a punt,
0: um, but Henny, Henny played well for the situation he was coming into, mm-hmm. you know? Coming in to finish the game, finished six of eight for 66 yards in that interception. I think all of that negative, though, was undone by that run. Him showing that amount, like just the balls on all of them, on him, on Andy Reid, that entire final sequence there, that was just, that was a thing of beauty to watch, to be honest with you. And you got to give a lot of credit to Andy Reid for believing in his guys. And I mean, there's there's a reason that he's kept Chad Henney around. Uh, It's kind of funny to me how both of the the backup quarterbacks that they've had over the past couple of years are former dolphins uh, cuz it was him and Matt Moore last year you remember yep. yeah matt moore
1: <laughs> won some games when mahomes was out for a while yeah i mean it just i think it speaks more to the amount of talent that the chiefs have on that roster you know what i, I mean all around for sure like I, I i don't think that matt like matt moore is actually not that bad um, and he wasn't that bad in miami no, he um was. And I mean, Henny's not that great. He wasn't great anywhere else. But so I think it speaks more towards the talent um, and that these dudes are, you know, they're professional football players, so they're not bad quarterbacks. I hate when people say that, like, (laughs) oh, this dude's a bad quarterback. Like he made it onto an NFL team. Like you don't do that being bad. That's right. um, Can I, I, one thing that really upset me about this game though, please Cleveland and the play calling man they were treating that game like they were down 20 plus points the whole time. Nick Chubb was killing them. He was running all over them. Chubb ran for 5.3 yards per carry. Hunt also ran for 5.3 yards per carry. They both ran a combined only 19 times, man. Chubb had 13 carries. Kareem Hunt had six. I, I don't know what they were doing. Like they... Baker threw it 37 times. He didn't have a good game. We finally saw the Baker Mayfield I've been waiting for for the past 10 weeks. I've had to hear it from everybody that I talked to about, oh, I've been so wrong on Baker, so wrong on Baker. Like he's a little better than I think he is maybe, but he didn't have a great game. But i don't get it how these dudes are running for over five yards per carry and they're just not these were chunk runs too it wasn't like they both ran for a 50 yarder and then it was a bunch of one yarders and the average just looks high yeah they were literally handing it off and Chubb and hunt were running for five yards every carry like the average is accurate they were ripping 100%. off chunk plays yeah so i i just the play calling it was brutal for me man cleveland Cleveland had a shot. They, they blew that game, I think. And I think the majority of it was play calling.
0: I did find that to be a bit curious too. And if you, you watch the people on TV, the talking heads say the same exact thing. If Baker is relied upon to have to throw the ball 37 times as he did in this game, you're probably going to lose. There was no reason not to lean on the ground game a little bit more these. You have two incredibly dynamic running backs that now given, I want to I do want to point out that uh Chubb was having some some issues with his with butterfingers. He could not catch the, the ball to save his life. He was not catching them shits. It wasn't happening. Mm-mm. But to, when you handed him the ball, though, and he just secured it, the man was going. <laughs> so I am a little bit curious about that play calling too. Maybe Kevin Stefansky should have taken another game off. I don't know. But uh Either possibly. Way. Maybe it was, maybe it
1: was a little rusty. I, if just my uneducated, uninformed uh, view of it, what I mm-hmm. think maybe happens here, you know, that, that adage of, Oh, you won't beat the chiefs or you won't beat the bills kicking field goals, you know, or you won't beat the 2000 Rams kicking field goals. Mm-hmm. I think, cause how did they get so successful this year? How did they make the playoffs running the ball, yeah. running the ball and running play action getting Baker bootleg out of the pocket, letting him hit somebody, make something up. They got away from what got them here. And I think the moment got a little too big for them, for the play callers, for the guys on the field. And I think they broke away from what they normally do, thinking that, oh, Kansas City is going to drop 30 plus on us. We got to go out here and we got to put up points. We got to throw it all around the field. I, that's what I think, I think it happened. It,
0: it might've been a combination of that and the history of these two quarterbacks facing each other. Cause that was one of the storylines going into this game was like, oh my God, one of the most prolific college games yeah. we've ever seen was Texas Tech versus Oklahoma, Baker Mayfield versus Patrick Mahomes and Baker Mayfield came away from that one with a victory that time. But one thing that gets overlooked was that Baker's running back in that game had damn near 200 yards, if not more than that and yeah he was spreading the ball around but they did not get away from the run game so i, I agree with you 100 percent there i think they dropped the ball on that one uh if you have nothing else to add to that we will go ahead and look ahead let's talk about the goat himself, which I realized, and Miami fans are not gonna like this coming from me because I am a Miami fan myself. But I realized I don't hate Tom Brady. You know, I never I'm really with you. did. I only, the only reason I hated him was because he was in our division and not on, on our team. Otherwise, ever since he left, now, gosh, I really don't think <laughs> I don't care what he does. In fact, I'm rooting for the Buccaneers because you know they're the Florida team that's left, and I'm a Floridian through and through. So I would love for them to get that win. And who knows, you guys, if they manage to go the distance and win, Brady might call it a season, might call it a career. You never know.
1: I, I saw some. So first off, I just, you know, then I'll I'll deflect some of that hate. I'll join in with you. I didn't even hate him when he was crushing the Dolphins all the time. Obviously, I'm a Dolphins fan as well. Um <laughs> for those that don't know. I didn't even hate him then. I respect this dude so much. He's the best quarterback ever. Like, I, I love watching him play. And I I know it was my team. I used to love watching him, sh- like even when he would shred our dolphins, uh, that was it, like whatever. It, it yeah. was It's still an amazing thing
0: to watch. It's like, well, cause it's like watching Picasso paint or you yeah. know, Michelangelo or something. It really was a work of art and what people tend to overlook. And this is why he's the greatest of all time. And even my wife is aware of it. And she is not even the slightest football fan, but she has been, she's been made aware of Tom Brady and how he is the fact that he was never the biggest, the strongest, the fastest, he's never any of those things, but he knew what he did well. And he made sure he was the best at that. And that made him the, it made him the greatest of all time. His dedication to preparation made him the greatest of all time and i think that it's it's kind of the fact that he's still playing is a testament to that greatness you know so i i don't understand all the hate although we do see a lot of it go ahead
1: yeah i sorry i was trying to look something up i, I don't know if i got a look on my face that gave away that i wanted to talk about something i actually didn't because i was still looking <laughs> looking something up <laughs> You, you have to respect and love what he puts into the game. Like this dude eats, sleeps, and breathes football. Like he worked so hard to get where he is. I know everyone knows the story of when he got drafted, but this was like one of the longest shots yeah. you'll ever see. And what I was trying to look up is the fact that if he wins against Green Bay, I, I forgot the exact numbers. I'll continue to look when, uh, when I kick it off to you. Um, he, this is going to be his 14th conference championship game. He's he's won, like, I guess it's like 74% of them or something like that up to this point. So I think he's won, like, how many Super Bowls has he been in? 10, I think, right?
0: Yeah, something like that. One so, six of them.
1: Yeah, he's won six, and he lost to the Giants twice, right? I he lost And then to the Eagles. To the Eagles. So, yeah, it, it's Man. something crazy like that. He's something won else. 73% yeah. of his, just to be in 14 conference championships alone <laughs> is just insane exactly I, it's insane guys play that long never make it you know really good players it, it's it's insane Shit, that's dan, all
0: dan marino doesn't have a single super bowl ring and yeah, we love I, danny down there in miami yeah know? jim jim kelly man i mean so many they guys went, they went to four didn't they yeah they didn't four in a row. single one
1: of them yeah it's so many really good great quarterbacks
0: and man So I don't think exactly enough can't be said about this man, to be honest. And everybody's just waiting for him to fail. (laughs) And I think that's part of what's fueling him. You know, if we all jumped on the bandwagon, he'd probably go ahead, win and retire. Just be done with it. So
1: I, you know, I'm not, you know, like I just said, I respect him. I love watching him play. Um, Mm. You know, I have no dog in the fight this year um obviously living in western new york all my friends are fired up about the bills so I, I wouldn't mind seeing the bills win um you know my friends will be very very happy so that's that's cool with me um i, I don't think this is his year and i know i think green bay dust him this weekend like I, yeah. I got i got green bay winning by by double figures uh, i know we'll get into green bay here in a second in the game against the rams but of brady brady didn't look all that good against washington no and Brady didn't look all that good again yesterday. Um, you know, he should have had three touchdowns. Godwin dropped one. Um, but yeah, he was only 18 for 33 for 199 yards. I know that saints defense, uh, is really good. Mm -hmm. Um, and so is the Washington defense. Uh, and then the green Bay pass defense is actually better than people, uh, realize. I think next, I think next week we see a very strong game again from Fournette and Jones It looked like yesterday they were, they were a run. That's when they play their best. It's not when they drop 40 points. Mm -hmm. It's when they're a run first team and they build off of that. They they know better. Brady shouldn't be dropping back and just throwing it 40, 45 times a game. That's not their game. Um, So the reason they won yesterday was defense play calling and the run game. Uh, Brady didn't, I don't think Brady can carry them in this spot. Like I don't think Brady can can go into, yeah. It's past that now.
0: He's not that Tom Brady anymore.
1: Of course not. And he shouldn't. Yep. No one should be like holding him with well, the dude's 40, 43 or four or something. 43. Yeah. 43. So yeah, he, he shouldn't have to be that guy. No one should expect that out of him. Especially
0: um, not on that roster. No, please. That, that roster's stacked with talent. He has yep. weapons everywhere yep. and, and they, they actually have a pretty good feisty defense. He should not have to carry that team. And I think they're just looking for him to be uh, to play a similar role to Peyton Manning. If you remember him in his final year, they took that Super Bowl run largely carried by the defense. He literally just made the throws that he had to make. Otherwise, he was just managing and handing the ball off.
1: So so here's the thing. So he's old. I agree with you 100 percent because these dudes that we're talking about at their end end of their careers, they're old as in football quarterbacks. Yeah. So, you know, like when we're 44, like 44, 45, we're going to like, we couldn't go out there and play football probably in the backyard, like with our kids without getting sore hurting. Yeah. But our minds still work well. So these dudes still know the game. They know, know where the ball needs to go. They're still watching tape at five in the morning until 8 PM. You know, they're still game planning the same way. So his mind, he knows what he needs to do. Oh yeah. Um, you know, his body, we saw with drew Brees and his arm, their bodies, their arms, you know, it's not always going to let them do it, but they know what to do. So he's going to make the right pass at the right time, every single time. And yeah, they have a shot to win. Devin white coming back was huge. Uh-huh. And that, for that defense, um, yeah, they got a great team. They definitely have a shot.
0: I just think, yeah, I think it ends this upcoming week. But this, this will be really interesting to see. My brother predicted that it will be Tampa Bay and Buffalo in the Super Bowl, so it remains to be seen if he was correct. And if they make it, sorry, Finn fans, I'm rooting for Tampa Bay. It's, our, it's the Florida team. I grew up on the west coast of Florida. As much as I love the Dolphins, they have—they're not in the <laughs> the AFC Championship game, so is what it is. But talking about quarterbacks at the end of their road, let's talk about this man, Drew Brees, Mr. Breezy, who again, as a Dolphin fan, we feel a little bit salty about because unfortunately our team—oh my goodness—I know we opted to trust Dante Culpepper's knee over Drew Brees' shoulder, and look how the hell that turned out, but to see that man i know that there was a lot of teary eyes watching him walk off the field and give one last look at the mercedes-benz dome up there in atlanta that was kind of an emotional moment for a lot of people i know i myself kind of felt it a little bit and you know had to hold back a little just because it's like wow dude we're really watching the end of an era here Mm -hmm. you know and in five ten years we're going to be looking back at these guys the same way we do those those other big names the same way we look back at Jim Kelly and Dan Marino and you know all those quarterbacks of yesteryear and it's just it's crazy to be watching that transition happen now you know we're watching all of these guys that were the premier quarterback talents when I started watching well actually afterwards but you know in the, the time when I was really getting into it the way that I am now all these guys are retiring now and Tom Brady's about to be the last of them. So I guess, what do you have to say? What do you think of uh, Drew Brees's career and how he's uh, how he's changed the league? I guess
1: the the same thing as everybody else, man. So I'm a little bit older than you. So you know, I remember watching him play in college. I remember mm-hmm. every year of his at college. I I remember always knowing who he was at first. Cause he wasn't like, he wasn't like Trevor Lawrence or, mm-hmm. you know, Joe Burrow coming out of college. Like he was undersized and he was really good on, you know, a team, they weren't a super high scoring team. They weren't just blowing everybody out, but he was winning games. And then due to his size, he wasn't all that talked about but I remembered always who he was and watching him because of the mole on his face. I always I know, you know, all jokes aside, I would remember like, Oh, that's that breeze dude. Like with the mole, I remember watching him at the combine. I remember the day he got drafted. I remember watching live when he dove into the end zone in the playoffs and he fucked up his shoulder with San Diego. I remember watching that play. You know, I remember the dolphins passing on him for Culpepper. I remember being pissed, um, I don't remember exactly how old i was but i was less you know i was a teenager or younger i know that so i knowing, was young knowing more than what the dolphins doctors knew at that point <laughs> in my life i i felt it was kind of insane that these guys didn't figure it out but i did um i mean i guess i understand it was a it was a gruesome injury to him it was horrific it looked mm-hmm. awful and the amount of pain he was in like it was a bad injury there was a shot we're not sitting here talking about breeze like this. Cause that could have been very well. The end of his career was that yeah. bad of an injury. Um, a lot of people didn't think he was going to come back, but man, thanks. Thank you. Drew breeze that, you know, I, he's probably not going to hear this, but just in case um, <laughs> dude, the memories that he's given me the, yeah, it, it's getting weird. It's a little weird, man, because. Again, I know I'm a little older than you are, but now it's getting weird to me because it's making me realize that I'm getting older. You know what I mean? Like now I'm looking like in five, 10 years, I'm going to be talking to my kids like, hey, this was the dude. Like this was our guy. And they're going to be, you know, cheering for. Trevor oh, yeah. Lawrence and and Justin Field, you know, whoever and whoever comes after, like,
0: mm-hmm. I'm
1: going to be talking about these dudes in yeah, 20, 30 you're, years.
0: You're going to be looking at the new crop talking about, dude, you know who he reminds me of? You yeah. guys are too young yeah. to remember this, but you're going to go into it, you know, and I, I do understand exactly what you mean. Even being a little bit younger, it's, it's still kind of that same feeling because for the way I remember it, shit, you know, Breeze has always been there. You know, (laughs) and when I think about it, of course, you know, they were talking about it on TV a little bit, how different things might've been if Miami would have made that call and went went with him over Culpepper, you know, what, what does everything look like now? What, what would Miami be right now? Where would Nick Saban be right now? What, what what does college football look like? You know? but So, you
1: you know, I, I, once I like got past like the, I was pissed off about it, you know, like within like five, whatever. <laughs> At a certain point, I stopped getting pissed off about that. Mm-hmm. And what I told myself was I'm kind of glad the way it played out because after Katrina, what he and his family did for that city, and then what they did for that what they did for that city in terms of donating and helping out and everything they can, and then what they did for that city winning the Super Bowl um after Katrina, yeah, like that probably doesn't happen, you know, and I know. It might sound silly to us or anyone listening. Not at all. I've never, I've never lived through what happened in in Katrina. Um, I know you living down there, I'm sure <laughs> you've dealt with it a few times. Uh-huh. But it might sound silly, silly to the non-football fans. It probably sounds crazy. But to win a Super Bowl after going through all that, like that's a big deal for a city. Like that can lift up a city. Um, Not, and you know, and then on top of it, all the stuff it can do financially for a Mm -hmm. city and tourism and and this and that, and the money they can raise the tax dollars, whatever, whatever. But that's that little bit of hope. Like this is the little bit of escape that we get. And Drew Brees gave that to the people of New Orleans. And that's one of the things I'm going to remember the most, man, is going back into that stadium. I think it was what was it? A Monday Nighter against the Raiders? I think was like the big game. Yeah, and they came out and they dusted the Raiders. I believe. Oh yeah, um, after Katrina, yeah, it was great. Um, and yeah, that i like that's another thing. That's another game I'll, I'll always remember. And I, there is a I have a little bit of concern that like we're losing all the dudes that I've known forever. Like yeah. the only quarterbacks I've known in Roethlisberger, Rivers, Breeze. Um, all these dudes Brady they're at the end of their road here man and I, I hope we've been spoiled we've just we been have. spoiled for sure there's no other way to put it um it was a QB era and and we got spoiled and enjoy it while you can because we're watching it now again with Brady here and it,
0: mm-hmm. yeah like you were literally watching the end of an era every single time this man takes the field and we don't know what when when will be the last time and I, I do like that you highlighted that that Super Bowl victory because I I want to point out um, I was still in high school during that. And as it turns out, one of their defensive linemen, a man named Anthony Hargrove, or was yep. known as Tony Hargrove at that time, was yep. actually an alumni of my high school and came to the school that year because the Super Bowl was held in Miami that year. And he came down and I got to meet him. I've got a picture for anybody who's watching the video of this. I will post that picture because I believe I still have it. And that was an incredible moment, you know, just everything about that. I know everybody, they all got embroiled in a scandal after that, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. I don't but, even consider that a scandal, man. Whatever. <laughs> I, you know what the funny thing about that is to me? The fact that it only serves as a black mark on Greg Williams's resume. Like everyone mean? seems to forget that Sean Payton was the head coach of that team at the time for the oh, the, the bounty yeah. gate scandal.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I knew we were talking bounty gate. Yeah. yeah, I I yeah. just didn't know what you meant by that. Yeah. Oh yeah, Sean Payton. Yeah, you was, never hear it about Payton.
0: Yeah, even though he got suspended for a full year. Mm-hmm. But nobody ever talks about that. They only ever bring it up when referring to Greg Williams. I just thought that was really interesting. I literally
1: forgot that Peyton even got suspended for a full yeah. year, but now, now I do remember. And there, I don't consider. I I had no problem with that. I, whatever. Like I whatever. I like. I liked it. That. That's going a- to be a controversial take, right there. <laughs> I, listen, I what but what was it they were they were they were trying to hurt guys or they just wanted
0: basically they, they got bonuses if they managed to take opposing players out of the game like i think somebody even I, was was Brett Favre still playing cuz i feel like i remember him being being brought up as one of the names yeah i think he was in minnesota out. at the time i think it was the end of his career like, like
1: i yeah, but I don't ever remember. So, my thing is, they I don't remember them ever being dirty though. Like, yeah. I don't remember them ever doing it. Who was the big time out to look? They have that big time linebacker that got caught up in it. He had one of the hits. So, how it all came out or something, he said something about somebody yeah. to Greg about paying him his money when yeah. he hit somebody. Hard. When, he,
0: when he hit him, he came out and he said yeah. something to him, you know, like I forgot something who about it was. the bonus. I forgot to
1: one of their best linebackers mm-hmm. for the Saints, but. So that I never saw any dirty stuff from them. That you know, you're used to hearing when you hear of yeah. dirty players, dirty hits. Like I don't know, nothing ever just, like
0: really. So I, so I, I don't have too much of a problem with it. Like no, I, saw, I just saw them playing hard, and I'm sorry, I. I, I feel like Greg Williams's defenses always play hard. Now, whether or not, I don't believe he was necessarily coaching them to play dirty. He wasn't, you know, he just said, hey, we want to give them some incentive to want to, you know, defend the damn field. But hey, there's going to be different takes on this. I'm, I'm,
1: John, Jonathan Vilma. I don't know why I couldn't yeah, think yeah. of
0: Vilma. Vilma was the uh, man, dude. Yeah. <laughs> because he wasn't on our team. I don't know, man. He, it was,
1: uh, <laughs> One of the instances was Saints linebacker Jonathan Vilma offered $10,000 to anyone who knocked Brett Favre out of the
0: NFC championship. There it game. was. There it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's football, um, baby. Yeah, exact. Look, dude, this is this is the funny thing. It was it, it only would have been a controversy and it only was a controversy because it happened post 2000. If this shit was going on in like say the 1970s, nobody's even batting yeah. an eye. Nobody's thinking about this, you know, it's not even a story
1: do you do you think they're so do you think they're not out there what do you think they get paid for when their contract do you to hit the quarterback hard That's like it. do you think do you think now that there's no bounty or anything that they're going out there and not trying to knock a quarterback out of the game how about the tackle on Mahomes yesterday like it didn't look all that dirty but he went high on him like he yeah. tried to get him around the neck he wrapped like,
0: his head around or yeah. his,
1: his arm around his head like <laughs> he was like, damn near suplexing him they're still going out here and trying to knock dudes out of the The game. So that's why, like, it, it, I, maybe I shouldn't say it doesn't bother me or I don't care. Like, uh, it's more so like it's a
0: non starter for me. Like, it doesn't move the needle, like, whatever. The big thing being that it's not, yeah, it's not, it's not, I don't know, it's not, you're not losing sleep over it. We're not, we would never wish injury on anybody. For sure. For sure. But it's a very physical game that's literally, you know, that's literally how it's been since its inception. In fact, in the early days of football, and you know, I might expand on this in, uh, in a YouTube video. In the early days of football, it was not uncommon for players to die on the field, you know? Yeah. So, for for people to be suffering injuries, still kind of an improvement. Either way, the, the we kind of got a little bit away from the point drew Brees and his incredible career i think he's largely underrated given everything he's managed to accomplish and it's kind of funny him and brady were going toe to toe with these damn records all year long i think they they took it from each other multiple times and obviously it seems like brady's going to finish on top which unsurprising to anybody should be anyways but um
1: I, do you think if uh, so, say Tampa Bay loses uh, Sunday or they lose in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. uh, you think Brady comes back one more year? For sure.
0: Yeah, I, I think so. And and if he doesn't win the following year, then I think he goes elsewhere to try and oh. do it again. 100%. Oh,
1: you think he's got a few more in him, huh? Uh, 100%. Yeah. Right, so what do you think, <laughs> what if he wins the Super Bowl this year, do you think he rides off then? I th- I think it's a strong possibility okay so you think he's got a couple and maybe a team change wow yeah do you okay do you really think breeze is done because i saw i saw one report only one out of like a hundred earlier today Uh of it was an opinion piece obviously but one dude that writes for the saints thinks that breeze is is coming back next year that he thinks there's a chance that breeze comes back next year I know he's said it up to, but we've seen this before. I mean, Brett Favre retired 12 times. That dude, <laughs> that dude retired, came back and sent a dick pic. So there, there's, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like <laughs> these these dudes can come back. Like, you know, he didn't oh, come yeah. back quietly. He came back sending out you know, like, vulgar pic, pics, you know? So. No, no,
0: I think I think Breezy might be done. I love Drew Brees. And I as much as I would love to see him come back and and just give it one more go i think he's done you know he yeah. suffered that injury this year that what, what was it, he like broke a couple ribs or a something Couple. Like I, it that. was like yeah. 12 or some shit yeah. like he, he like broke he, a rack of ribs he got serious <laughs> that's funny <laughs> he got seriously hurt dude and that's that's a that's a difficult injury to come back from even as a young guy let alone to be a dude in your 40s you know So I think that that really gave him some perspective and he thought about it. And I think he's, you know, you see him. I don't know if you caught that video ESPN put it out where after the game, he came back out on the field and him and Brady kind of had a moment and Breezy's family was there and everything. And I, I, I think he's done. I think he wants to go be a family man now. And besides it's not, what else does he have to play for at this point? You got your Super Bowl ring, you know, obviously you probably wanted more, but Hey, you know he hasn't had a bad career. He's made an ass load of money. Might yeah. as well. I think even if he
1: wanted to, like I think his arm's done. I, yeah. I think, and you saw it quite oh, a bit this year. Toast. And you you saw it like it was super evident yesterday. They the the Bucks realized very soon, very quickly into the game that he couldn't throw it more than ten yards down the field, and they were putting eleven guys up in the box and pressing receivers, and yeah, yeah.
0: which so, is why the man threw three interceptions. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and the, the one deep pass that they had or the real one real deep touchdown pass that they had was thrown by Jameis Winston. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and say that, yeah, he's probably done. My question to you though, who do you think takes over for him? Oh, so I know,
1: I knew we discussed doing like a whole, I kicked doing a whole segment of this. So I know I I've thought about it a little bit. I don't think Hill is a quarterback. I think he's, he's good in his spot. He's already yeah. 31 years old. He's not going to get that much better as like a pure quarterback. Agreed. So I think, I think the reason they, I know, and people fight me on this and they're like, Oh, Sean Payton said he's the next Steve young. <laughs> All right, man. The dudes, if he was 18 and Sean Payton got him then, okay, maybe, but this dude's he's not going to turn into Steve young at the age of 32. Like that's just not how it happens. Exactly. Um, so I, I don't think he the answer. Uh, I thought I thought they would have started Winston when Breeze went out because Winston, man, he cuts down on those turnovers. He can be a good quarterback, I think. Um, and I think that sitting on the bench here and learning from Breeze, learning from Peyton, it probably made him a better quarterback. Like that I think say. if refocus – I think he lost some focus in Tampa. For sure. So I think there's a shot that maybe they give Winston a chance. Um, outside of that, they're not going to be able to draft high enough. Um,
0: it's too good of a team.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I could see Winston getting a shot. I could see them trying to force Taysom Hill into a shot, but they'll, they'll definitely be, they'll be drafting a quarterback, whether yeah. it's, whether it's like a Mac Jones late. I saw that getting kicked around. I could see that them taking Me Mac too. Jones.
0: And I think and Mac then, Jones would probably work with what they've got going on there.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I, th- I think so. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, maybe they, you know, they get the Florida kid if he, if Trask, if he falls far enough. Um, it doesn't look like Lance will be around there. Um, yeah. he's gonna go high. Wilson, obviously, is gonna go high. Um, so yeah, if I, if I had to, I'm gonna say either Winston or um, I, and I don't even think if they draft Mac Jones, I don't think they go with him right away unless he's like really spectacular in camp. Yeah. Anyways, so. I think the move is to roll with Winston and then try to get the best quarterback available unless it's just a quarterback you really don't want with their first round pick.
0: Yeah, I like that. And I agree. And, you know, it's it it kind of surprised me, too, when they decided to roll with Taysom Hill when Breeze went out for a few games there, because it was kind of curious. And you know what? It worked. For a couple games there, you know, but that's the key. And that's what I think people need to realize. It only worked for a couple games because afterwards, now, okay, you got a couple, two weeks of film on him. Suddenly it's no longer as effective as it was. Yeah. You know, and he's very clearly not a pure pocket passer. His accuracy is just not there. And if it were, he wouldn't be playing that gadget guy role with the Saints and he wouldn't have been doing that shit for what, how long has he been there now? A few seasons? yeah, it's like three, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, if he I, was if he was
1: deadly accurate with the athleticism he has, he would be. He'd, like be like starting for somebody. Yeah, he'd be, yeah, he, he'd yeah, be he, starting for somebody yeah. already. This With would, how athletic and good he is at just everything, he would be one of the best quarterbacks in the league yeah. if he was athletic. If, if he was an or, accurate, a, a, accurate yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. He'd be starting for somebody already. So I, I don't know where everybody's getting this notion. That's why I thought it was the funniest thing ever when they're saying, oh, my God, yeah, he's going to be the next Steve Young. It's like, and at that point, he had thrown like six NFL passes yeah. and completed what, two of them, something yeah. like that? And so, I don't know, man, I think that it's going to go to Winston and I actually like Winston because I agreed with his assessment of, of himself after his year with, uh, in Bruce Arians offense, where he said, if you cut out all the interceptions, I was balling. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hundred percent. He was the man had what some ridiculous number amount of yards and he had 30 touchdowns. He had over 5,000 yards, I think. So he was he was playing ball. Yeah, exactly. He was playing ball. He was just turning the ball over a lot. And so I think that, of course, if he cuts down on that, he'll be a much better quarterback and hopefully he'll get his opportunity. But that remains to be seen. Moving on, we're going to look at Buffalo and Baltimore because Patty Cakes wasn't the only one to go out with a, with a concussion this weekend. Uh, Lamar Jackson also went out with one, which of course brought out all of the Lamar haters, which they're, It is just fashionable to hate on this kid. I understand. I get it. You know, he plays a little bit differently and stuff and whatever. Even though he got hurt on a play where it wasn't a designed QB run or he wasn't even trying to scramble. He was just trying to save a botched snap, but he ended up getting hurt. Uh, What was your assessment of that game?
1: Uh, I don't have a ton on it. It wasn't, you know, an exciting – the weather played a huge factor. First off, I I don't know – it, later on in the in the broadcast, they corrected it. But early on, they kept saying that the wind, they're like, oh, we got six mile per hour winds and eight mile per hour winds. And then finally, by like the third quarter, I think it was what Jim Nance was on it. Right. Yeah. I think, I think Nance so. I think Nance was like, yeah, if these winds are eight miles per hour, then I'm an astronaut or some shit like that. They finally <laughs> acknowledged, like, I don't care what it was on the field. You look at the flag and the goalpost. It was whipping like it was up to like 30 mile per hour gusts. Um, It was windy as hell where I'm at, and I'm like 45 minutes away from Buffalo. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, I, I don't think either team looked all that good. Mm-hmm. Um, I I liked Baltimore a little bit in that game, and I feel silly because they didn't look that good against Tennessee. The offense didn't look good. I don't know why. Baltimore was only favored by two and a half points by the time the game went off. Because they, they, what did they do? That line would suggest to me they beat Tennessee like thirty to ten. You know, but they, <laughs> yeah, they they didn't really do anything. They didn't look all that good. Um, you know, Allen and Diggs look good again. Uh, you can just you can bank on that. Allen's going to hit Diggs for a touchdown. Like it, it just happens every week. It, mm-hmm. Diggs has been out of control. Allen's been out of control. Uh, I think the big story is the the Buffalo defense here starting to come on, starting to play better. Uh, they l- didn't look as good against Indy. They they looked a lot better here. They closed out the year a lot better. Now mm-hmm. a lot of people say, "Oh, hey, well this Baltimore offense like it's not that high powered." You know they blew up all these bad defenses. So is Buffalo's defense really that good? Well, these dudes are running for almost 200 yards per game, and they held them to 150 out of four people total. You know mm-hmm. so. That, that's a good game. No one broke a huge long run for Baltimore, which happens every game. Yeah. Um, I don't have a ton on this one. Like I said, it it was a little bit of a snooze fest. I was disappointed in it. It um, was. I, I think play calling was bad for Baltimore. I, some yeah. Baltimore fans uh, that I'm close to, they want their offensive coordinator fired like <laughs> yesterday. Um, and then Lamar... Lamar just didn't look good again. I, I don't know. I'm not like a hater on him cause I want him to succeed, mm-hmm. but I do, I will call out the people that go overboard with them. Like after the Tennessee game where if he doesn't make that one long run, they probably lose that game. Yeah. Um, if one thing goes a different way, Tennessee's up 17 to zero in that game and Baltimore's not great at playing behind, but from that much, um, but he goes out and he wins this one game he doesn't look good against tennessee and they're all like oh lamar jackson the monkey's off his back like quit talking about him he's arrived he's this he's that and then he goes out and you know he his completion percentage wasn't awful he threw the pick but he just didn't have a good game and I mean, you know coinc- i get he won the game so technically his
0: monkeys off his back but yeah coincidentally though that pick that he threw was um the first one That he's ever thrown in the red zone, would you believe that? No, hundred percent, dude. He looked like he threw it to. He did the Bills player. It was a a bad throw. It was very bad. He did not read the field very well. I mean, and and how much of that though? You have to ask yourself is on the coaching. Yeah, I don't. I've never understood this uh this belief about him that he's not a good passer. I get it. He's not traditionally good in the way that we expect passing quarterbacks to be. But if you watch his film from Louisville, the man was making was making plays all over the place, not just with his legs. I watched all sorts of throws that he made that were incredible they were perfect there was one in particular that always comes to mind it's like etched into my brain where he throws this beautiful pass thing travels like 60 yards and crosses his receiver's chest like a seatbelt as the receiver's running into the end zone the receiver just doesn't catch it goes right through his hands and he had so many plays like that in college that hurt his completion percentage I think people have have wrongly branded him as you know as a bad passer. Now, given he does t- have this tendency to overthrow receivers, I've seen that happen a lot. Uh, that's followed him into the NFL. And <laughs> you notice though, Josh Allen did the same damn thing, he had a number of overthrows in that game. But I like yeah. that you highlighted the uh the wind because uh, there was a kid, uh, Baltimore's backup quarterback who a lot of people didn't know, but I had been watching for for a little bit there a few months at the very least because. Every year around draft time I get obsessed with all the quarterbacks coming out and I just have to look at them. I have to study them. I have to, I just, I don't know why something about it. I love quarterbacks, you know, and I watched that kid, Tyler Huntley, and he was very accurate at Utah. He was very good. He, he, To be honest with you, I was a little surprised. I thought there was this weird inkling in my head. I thought that he might go to the Patriots. He obviously didn't end up going there, but he would have been incredible there because phenomenally accurate passer, uh, great at the short game, and of course, incredibly mobile. So I wasn't surprised when he came out and kind of showed out in that game. Uh, Yeah, he looked good. Yeah, despite coming off the bench, I mean, your first NFL action, well, I mean, it's not his first NFL action. I think he was in a game earlier, too, maybe a couple of them. But your first moment where it's all on your shoulders and you're coming in 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 the divisional round of the playoffs, it's pretty freaking wild. But he came in, looked pretty good. If he had connected with that deep throw to Hollywood Brown, Mm -hmm. then we might be having a completely different different conversation. Yeah, you know, I think that uh, it would have made – that room feel very crowded to Lamar Jackson, you know, if, especially if he had come back and won that game, you know, what do you do as John Harbaugh in that situation? You know? Yeah. I, I mean, well, yeah, it's a what
1: if, so I, eh, yeah. yeah, I know.
0: I know. I, <laughs> I know. I
1: think they go, they go back to Jackson the next week if he's healthy, uh, you know, just, yeah, for sure. But there's there has to be a conversation. I don't know. I guess maybe there had to be a conversation. Honley did look good. I'll I'll give you, I'll Mm -hmm. give him that. I, I thought he looked good. He looked, I mean, he was six for 13. So the numbers don't like you had to see it to know that he looked good. Like the numbers don't tell the whole story. I think he was making better decisions than Jackson. He was. Um, And I, that you talked about Jackson, you know, having a strong arm and being somewhat, you know, accurate, more accurate than people give him credit for. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of that inaccuracy that the general fan sees in him. I think a lot of it is decision-making. Yeah. I think a lot, I think the game he's just not at the point. He's still young. Like he's still really young. Like people aren't understanding that they're treating him like he's a 10 year vet. I know. I, I think he's just not seeing some stuff and it's evident on that interception he threw. He just didn't see the bills player. Um, so I think he can get better in that sense and and I don't think he is as inaccurate as people say. I, I think it's just decision making. I love and what it could be play there. calling.
0: I love what you said there because I, I think that it, it really says a lot that people are more critical of Lamar Jackson being what is he, twenty twenty right three? Yeah, now? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are more critical of him than they are of Cam Newton, who's been in the league for much longer and has looked way worse you know so it it, it is really interesting and
1: 24 so close
0: enough yeah so hey i was in the range i'll get i'll give myself credit for that yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> he was but i i like lamar jackson though i i think that he will continue to get better as long as he continues to work on those fundamentals he does need to get better at reading defenses because it does appear that he It's either it's a combination of he's not seeing it all or he's not trusting what he's seeing. Because I see we've we've seen multiple times. If you watch his games throughout the playoffs now um, where he had moments where he hesitated. There were there were certain plays where if he had thrown the ball when he first saw it, it would have been a completion. Yep. But you see, he hesitates. Nope. Doesn't want to do it. It's almost as if he's worried about you know throwing it uh, you know throwing an interception or turning the ball over incompleting you're throwing an incompletion or something like that but he needs to get better at that and needs to spe- speed up his mental process otherwise he has made strides as a passer he's developed Although, sure. obviously he wouldn't have be, been named mvp last year that's, that's
1: my big thing is the kid won mvp last year like <laughs> he's got to somewhat know what he's doing and uh, you know a lot of people don't realize you know a lot of nfl fans that strictly maybe only follow the nfl or they only mm-hmm. follow their team whatever yeah there wasn't a lot of reading reading defenses at louisville no like he was it was a lot of option him running um RPOs just having to read a linebacker it was his first choice Um, and then he did a lot of just take off and run he he wasn't it wasn't a pro offense like some of these colleges run nowadays not the slightest it was a very it was an offense built
0: around what he did good at that time ironically enough uh, an offense built by a coach who failed spectacularly in the NFL Bobby Petrino yeah so I, we, I think all of that needs to be taken into consideration, and some slack needs to be cut to him. I am not ashamed to admit I was a Lamar Jackson fan in that draft. I wanted us to take him, but it is what it is, you know. Hey,
1: yeah, whatever. He's got it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have minded it. I, who knows if it worked out the way it did, you know, with the coaching staff that we had at that time.
0: No. Um, so, <laughs> Being um, honest. But yeah, I I think people just should cut the kids some slack. I do too. I mean, he's still young. He's got room to grow, and I think he'll get there. But uh, he's he's got to learn to tune out the noise too, because he, he's. I think the fact that he had anything to say about it at all, about him and his record in the playoffs, that shows that he's listening to the to the to the, the, the the peanut gallery way too yeah. much. He needs to tune that noise out and just keep focusing on playing better. And if he does that, he will get better. So we'll go ahead and move on. Looking at Green Bay and L.A. Yes, sir. What was your assessment of that? What do you think of this man, Aaron Rodgers, and how he has played (laughs) up to this point? I loved it. They are now
1: uh, some places the Super Bowl favorite. Now, uh, most places, they're tied with Kansas City to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, so I do a podcast, betting podcast, Thern Longo. Um, I had Green Bay here. Uh, one of my favorite bets of the week was Green Bay over 26 and a half points. Buddies are like, deck. oh, hey, they're this is the best defense in the league. They're going up against outdoors, Lambeau. Doesn't matter, man. He dissected this defense, and this defense has depth. I get it. They're good almost everywhere but he picked them apart. Rodgers is on a mission this year, man. They drafted a quarterback early to piss this dude off and to fire him up, and it worked like <laughs> gangbusters. That dude came out and he just dropped sausage on the table and yeah. was like, this is my team until I leave, dude. That, that's it. Yeah, he he looks great. Bro, 23 for 36, not, not super accurate. He, he's usually more accurate than that. He's usually a little better. But just under 300 yards, two touchdowns, He didn't – bro, they're playing against Aaron Donald and the best defense in the league. No sacks they gave up. No sacks. And they're missing Bakhtiari, an all-pro, all-world lineman. The dude's getting rid of the ball quick. He's making the right decision every time. Aaron Jones at 99 yards and a touchdown. Lazard at 96 yards. Adams had nine catches, 66 yards, and a touchdown. Don't I, forget, don't forget,
0: Rodgers also ran a touchdown in. Oh, yeah, yep, 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 yep. Got it right somehow, here, yep. Now, he finished with negative three yards, but he still picked up a score on the ground. Aaron Rodgers is, in fact, playing lights out. I agree with that wholeheartedly because they went ahead. And I, it's it's almost mind-boggling when I'm looking at it because they, they traded up to draft a quarterback in the first round, and that quarterback has been third on their depth chart all season long. So he has not even been able to beat out the backup. What does that say?
1: Yeah. I I that it just proves further to me that they were just trying to piss him off. Cuz you just you just took this kid that early in the draft and now he can't even beat out like I think they just they just picked the highest on Mel Kuiper's board quarterback available and just took him. Oh um, man. So yeah, I don't if so my way of looking at it was the Rams was by far, they were the best defense left in the playoffs going into last weekend. And Aaron Rodgers and green Bay just did that to this team. You better hope to score with them. No yeah. one's slowing them down. No, no one's slowing them down. They're going to get 30 every game if they want 30 every game. And you got to score 31. Like that's, that's what I'm
0: saying, man. You did. They like that. A lot of people will, had tabbed the LA as being that the best defense in the playoffs. And to, when you look at that game, you're, you're left thinking, what defense, you know, I mean, where were they? Did they even get off the bus? Because holy shit, dude, the way that green Bay played that offense has been phenomenal. You know, credit goes out there, of course, to Aaron Rodgers. And we know to Matt LaFleur, because I know there was a lot of doubters out there. Didn't think that he was up to the task, but damn.
1: <laughs> yeah. They're, they're quiet now, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, the doubt was real. I get it. They weren't getting along on top of it last year too. It seemed, you know what yeah, I mean? No, it was a some rocky the, start for sure. Some of the doubt was justified, but Hey, winning an offense and looking the way you do, it cures a lot of stuff. Obviously they're seeing eye to eye now. Um, I have long well, yeah. said that winning is
0: the great equalizer.
1: Yep. It cures everything, man. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other side, Goff looked a lot better than I thought he was going to come in banged <laughs> up, man. Yeah, golf had great numbers, great rating. Uh, it was a lot of short stuff, but that's that seems to be the Rams and what they do. They got a lot of after the catch guys. Um, and he great
0: again. He had two pins in his thumb or something. Yeah, yeah, Uh, I do want to point that out. I was actually kind of surprised that they didn't even play with the idea of bringing in Blake Bortles. I know I just oh, I heard the collective scoffs from here. But look guys, that man made it to an AFC Championship game in case you guys forgot, and that was in recent history. This was not like 10 years ago. This was 3 years ago, 4 years ago, whatever. But uh I was kind of surprised given that golf was so banged up. He just got surgery, got pins inserted into his thumb. I do want to talk about Cam Akers just real quick. I want to say I knew this man was going to be a hell of a on an NFL running I w- back. I wanted Miami to take him. I, I, Me I, too. I yep. I he watched him. Yeah. yeah, I watched him at FSU, and the fact that he was able to record a thousand-yard campaign running behind that Swiss cheese of an offensive line should have said something. Should have sent the message to every NFL team: like you need to pick this guy up because he is going to be something. But is what, what it do? is. Yep. <laughs> oh hopefully, man. Hopefully, you don't make that same mistake this year. <laughs> One can only hope, right? Um, Go ahead. Yep. No, I didn't. I, I, yeah, I wasn't really even going to say anything, man. I was just all right. Well, then, in which case, yeah, ain't a whole lot else to expand upon from that game. Uh, I didn't, aside from the fact that Aaron Rodgers tied Hall of Famer Joe Montana for the second most playoff games with 250 plus passing yards and two touchdowns passing touchdowns in NFL history. So, uh, way to go, AA, Raj. Go ahead and do that. Uh, that touchdown celebration. Okay. I haven't seen that in a while, <laughs> I know he didn't even do check. it when he ran. Yeah. The discount double check. He didn't do it the other night. I think he's saving it. You're just going to see him
1: slap it out in the super bowl, bro. And everybody's <laughs> going to go nuts, dude. It's gonna be like WWF shit. Oh, um,
0: bro, that's funny.
1: <laughs> yeah. I I'm, I'm all in on this team, man. they yeah. I, I mean, I should have saw it weeks ago. I mean, it was building up for me. I, I was a little concerned about the defense. Um, but I wasn't all in until after I saw this throttling, um, I've been saying KC versus Green Bay the whole way Um, Mm -hmm. for the Super Bowl. I think Buffalo can definitely throw a wrench into that, man. Um, Buffalo, even though they didn't look great the past two games, they won. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the Zach Moss injury hurts them more than a lot of people know. Yeah. um, Outside of Buffalo. Um, They're going to have to be one-dimensional. But did you see what they did, though, man? They Mm -hmm. came out. And they went five wide. They didn't even put Singletary in the backfield. They went five wide, spread them out. If Allen doesn't see what he likes, Allen can take off and go there. That solves your problem of no yep. running, you know, not a running back that you can hand it to 20 times. That's yeah. just not how they are. Yeah. So um, I would love, I, I think we're going to be blessed here either way, man, with a Super Bowl game. Yeah, uh, it's, it's going to be a good Bay game. Play. Green Bay, Buffalo would be great. Green Bay, KC. I don't really, that Tampa Buffalo one. (laughs) You
0: just don't see that. that, Well, that's
1: the least favorite of mine too. Like I I know it'd be, it would be hype because the Buffalo bills want to beat Brady. um, And it would be hilarious to me to see
0: Brady beat Buffalo again. And it be in the super bowl with it. That would just be hilarious. Um, Oh dude. I would piss my pants just because of how hilarious that would be. Brady, Coming back to crush Buffalo's dreams one more time on the the grandest stage. It's probably what's going to happen because it's always like the most obvious thing plays out. Yeah, it's going to be the obvious storyline. Come on, bro. Tell me that's not the most Brady-esque thing you can possibly imagine. Him taking a team to the first ever actual home field advantage for a Super Bowl. Yeah. And then beating the Bills. Yeah, no, I, that's that's the definitely the most obvious storyline.
1: And <laughs> if you look back at recent, at a lot of Super Bowls, the most obvious thing always plays out. Yeah. Like we last year, we were one Green Bay win from like the first ever Super Bowl game was KC Green Bay. We yeah. were one win away from that. Like it always, these storylines are always right there, and they usually hit. So yeah. um, that that would be great. I, that'd be fun to watch, but just. Again, talking about how spoiled we are, man. Think about the option. We could have Stefan Diggs versus Adams. We could have Hill versus Adams. We could have Mike Evans-Godwin versus Hill versus Diggs. Like, mm-hmm. We got stars everywhere, They're, man. Yeah. Aaron Jones, Adams. These are uh, some Josh great Allen, teams Diggs, that are that are coming up. There's not a bad matchup. There's just yeah. a couple I'd rather, like, there's one I'd rather see more than the others, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, regardless of how it plays out, the Super Bowl should be entertaining this year. I'm not really looking forward to the halftime show. I wish they would have got somebody with a little bit more teeth. Uh, no offense to the weekend. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, yeah, I only know that one song that they play everywhere. Yeah, so that, exactly. Yeah, I know a couple. You know, my wife uh, kind of digs. Like, oh, she she's not even all that crazy about the weekend. You know, I think back to uh, I was actually just telling her yesterday in the shower because you know we have conversations like that when we're showering for whatever reason. You know, and I was hollering as you know what if uh, if uh, you remember when Coldplay performed the Super Bowl halftime show. I yeah. believe if if Lincoln Park had performed that instead, yeah, yeah, it would have been, not, it would have been awesome. Would have been, yeah, would have been crazy, right? Yeah, I think I,
1: maybe. I don't understand the choices sometimes.
0: I don't either. And so to I, me, I, I'm
1: a I'm a metal fan. So every when it's Britney Spears or Timberlake or uh, whatever, whoever got her titty ripped out, Janet Jackson. Yeah. I'm one. like, why? Why can't you have Metallica once? Like, Thank have you, you ever asked these guys like by the that's, way that's not heavy metal? Everyone loves Metallica. Like by the way, all
0: races. Oh, she got her titty exposed. Justin Timberlake was the one that did it. She is the only one that got in trouble for it. Her music yes. got blacklisted, and she was banned from ever performing in the halftime show again. Justin Timberlake got to perform solo. What last well, year or the year before? Well, it was her titty. So I don't know. Yeah, what, but no. she didn't expose it <laughs> herself. I, no, I
1: think it was. I think it was staged. I, I think it was staged. Either way, there's a dude, lot. There's she... like conspiracy. Well, I but so I think there's more to it than we know. When they go in black, like I think there's more yeah. to it. I I maybe she was the one who staged it then, and they cut JT some slack. Because if you look I think on YouTube, that's crap, though. there's conspiracy videos of yes. it and everything. It, it was too perfect. Like, he literally just reached and took it off. Like, yeah. What, that, I still that wasn't think, an accident.
0: Yeah. I still think it sucks that she was the only one that that, that that had to suffer for it. Her career got canceled as a result of it, basically. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And he got to continue doing that and then came back to perform solo at the Super Bowl
1: yeah, it's like, probably a little unfair, but that's why I think there was more. Like, that's why I think there's more to it, like, from her perspective, as in, like, she wouldn't have wanted to come back anyways. Like, yeah. I think okay. there might have been a bunch of people in on it for exposure, mm-hmm. for a reason. I think that she's fine with, like, the band. Like, that's what I mean.
0: Yeah. Well, either way, well, back when Coldplay did it, I thought that the greatest um, –
1: I, just swear, I lost you there for a second. I like froze up for a yeah, second. Yeah, I know you, you had you're had a, froze too. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: yeah don't, don't worry. We're good though. But I think that the greatest performance would have been if they would have got Linkin Park to come do it. Uh, Linkin Park comes out there and then halfway through Jay-Z shows <laughs> up and they do the Collision Course oh. songs and then they end on Encore, right? Oh. oh my goodness. That would have been one of the best. I'm not going to say the best because I don't think you can top a couple of these performances, namely Michael Jackson and Prince. I don't think you could ever beat them and how they did but it would have definitely been one of the best performances ever and who knows man maybe Chester Bennington might still be alive you know but that's neither here nor there so before we get going though I do want to play a quick game with you bearish or bullish all right okay so for anybody who's out there that does not uh, participate in the stock market Uh, and doesn't understand these terms. Basically, when you're bullish on something, you like it, you think that it has potential to grow, it goes up. Or if you're bearish on it, bearing down, you don't like it. And we're going to use that, looking through that lens, we're going to look at some of these new head coaching hires in the NFL. And I just thought this was a fun idea, so we're going to go ahead and get started. You ready? Yes, sir. Let's get into it. So the Atlanta Falcons hiring Tennessee's offensive coordinator... Arthur Smith, you bearish or bullish on it? Uh, I'm going to have to lean bearish on that one. Um, Unless,
1: well, I just don't see how it fits personnel wise when you come from a team. I know there's not a lot of Derrick Henry's out there, but (laughs) you come from a team with a strong offensive line with Mm -hmm. a big time strong running back to a team with Julio Jones and Kelvin Ridley they don't run the ball. I, I don't know. They're gonna have to completely Bro. I'm interested to see what he comes in with. Because yeah. it's not gonna be able to be anything that's exactly similar to Tennessee. It's not gonna be anything close to the Tennessee offense, right? Yeah. Um it can't be. They're, they they don't have
0: the personnel for it.
1: No, so I I, I don't know. I'm I'm interested to
0: see how I, I lean Man. I lean bearish though. So. That's so funny, dude. Even without having prepped for this at all, you literally said the same exact thing that I was saying. I'm bearish on it too, for the same exact reason. Oh, all right. They, they simply don't have the personnel to run the offense that Arthur Smith is be, has become famous for. You know, they don't have a Derrick Henry. Their Derrick Henry is all of what six foot four, two hundred forty something pounds, something like that. Yeah. And their best running back is a banged up, past his prime Todd Gurley. It's not going to work the same way. They're built to be a passing team. So I'm not hundred percent sure how that works out. So yeah, I'm bearish on it too. And their offensive line, which is part of my, part of the, both of our reasoning aging. Uh, Jake Matthews is 28. James Carpenter is 31. Alex Mack is 35. So they've, they've got a lot of issues up there that I don't see how this offense comes together. And of course, you know, uh, we didn't even talk about Matt Ryan who's also yeah. on the back end of his career. So And it might not even be we don't even know if he's gonna be the quarterback next year for sure. Like right sir. and we also Julio Jones might not be there. There's talk exactly. about again a Julio trade too. So So this is this is kind of a mess. I do I am curious how this all comes together here. But uh yeah. It's funny that we're on the same page. I yeah, I didn't no clue. <laughs> so moving on to the next one. The New York Jets hire Robert Sala bearish or bullish i am i'm bullish on it i am
1: all over this dude i love this dude i love his intensity i love how he looks the dude looks like a football coach yeah he looks terrifying that (laughs) deep so bro this this defense for the jets was sneaky good like this wasn't the weakness of the team that that defense was the strength of that team that was the best thing about that team now you're bringing in a dude who is a defensive-minded kind of guy had turned San Francisco into the best defense in the league for multiple seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is great. It sucks. He's in our dolphins division. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, I I'm, I'm all over this bullish, not even a lean. I'm, I'm all over. Give me
0: all the way. I'm Bro, bullish. That is hilarious. Cause again, I agree. <laughs> Same situation. They are young on defense. They have a lot of very good pieces there that I think got overlooked because of the Adam Gase nonsense. Uh, Darnold is still young enough to fix, so I think if they decide to keep him, they can absolutely turn him into a much better quarterback than we've seen because obviously Robert Saleh comes in with that defensive mind. They're they're probably going to want to lean on the defense if it's possible, which means they're going to want to run the ball a little bit. They're not bad at offensive line. They've got some ability at the running back position. I don't know. I, if
1: I like their receivers too.
0: Yeah. When they're all healthy pretty underrated group but they're not too bad so there is definitely some potential there i am also bullish on a robert sala in new york i think he's going to be good they do need some weapons maybe one more receiver somebody a little bit more dependable or maybe a speedster if you can manage it you know uh maybe a running back i was looking at that too because obviously i don't know if they're going to keep frank gore or not and the other guys are yeah Yeah, even if they did they they still need somebody for sure they got to add somebody regardless and uh yep so that's that's funny we're on the same page there too so all right moving on you you want to go first on this one so i don't i don't jack your uh oh no i'm i'm perfectly okay with that to be honest with you this next one's kind of the wild card i honestly don't have one for this next one i don't know if you do either uh, Los Angeles Chargers hire Brandon Staley to be their new head coach. He is the former defensive coordinator from the Rams. Uh, I must've missed this one. Who, who, who hired him? The Chargers. The Chargers hired, uh, man,
1: the Rams defensive coordinator. Yep. This one I didn't know about. I apologize. And again, nope. we don't, uh, we, we try to keep it bare bones over here and <laughs> off the cuff um, on nothing but noise. So, Uh, I got to lean a little bit towards bullish. Uh, And my reason being is we just talked about the Rams have been, they were the best defense in the league this year. They were very good last year. This isn't like a one and done thing. This isn't like a fluke. Now you're adding it to a team that has arguably the most defensive talent in the league. Mm -hmm. Like you want to talk about a team that should be the best defense in the league. It's this chargers team. When we talk about uh, Ingram Bosa uh, who do they have in the secondary? Darwin James, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, they they are loaded on this team, man. Um, I I, th- I think this is great. They they hired him in the same position, or, or as head coach. Oh, he's head coach. But, oh, I didn't even know they got rid of my boy there, um, Anthony Lynn. Anthony Lynn. Oh, yeah, I, oh he, my god, he's out. Worst play call. Yeah, he's that dude needs to take a couple of years before he ever gets a head coaching his, job. Again. Yeah, his
0: situational football definitely leaves much to be desired.
1: Um, I gotta, I gotta. You know, I've been focused all on playoffs. So I'm gonna have to catch up on some stuff I didn't know about this hiring. It's the, the other ones I knew about. Um, But I I like this one. I like this one. You you bring in a defensive minded dude to a team that has a ton of talent and pieces on defense. And then, I mean, they got a ton of talent on offense too. I
0: I like it a lot, actually. I I, I'm all, I'm all in on it. I'm bullish. Should be very good. If he can assemble a good staff, this is a great roster and they can absolutely turn this into a contender. I mean, they already were realistically, they just were, there was a couple of those situational uh, decisions that weren't getting made or at least not getting made in the right direction. So Hey man, I'm I'm with you. I'll take that. I think that was the best landing spot. I think that was the best vacancy out there.
1: I mean, nor, like a month ago I would have said the Texans, but now you're seeing
0: like nobody wants to go
1: there. <laughs> They're having
0: trouble hey, like for one. And we'll get we'll get to the what I believe to be the best spot later actually. It's going to be the last one, but before we get there, the Detroit Lions are expected to hire Dan Campbell as their head coach. What are your thoughts, bearish or well, bullish? I know Dan Campbell. Well, where's Where did he come from, though? He know. Came, He was originally previously. Now, the most recent, he just came from uh, the Saints. He was their tight ends coach and assistant head coach. Before that, he was the interim coach for the Miami Dolphins when oh, Joel yeah. Philbin got fired. And okay, Dolphins, so that's why... I- that's why I knew the name. I, yeah. I didn't know he was with the, I didn't know he was the tight end coach for the saints this year. Yep, He's, um, been, he's been with them since I think 2016, something like that.
1: Uh, I'm going to go bearish just based solely on the fact, I don't know a lot about him, but I'm going to go bearish just based solely on the fact that this might be one of the worst landing spots. Now Uh Agreed. gig to get we I, Stafford it's like, it's better than 50% that Stafford's not going to be the quarterback there next yeah. year. Um, they, you know, Swift looked good in spouts last year when he was healthy. Um, Galladay's always hurt. Uh Marvin Jones is probably gonna be gone. Um, they have nobody on defense. Uh I yeah. So I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna lean bearish and not because of him, but just because of where he's going. He's got an uphill battle. No, no like young future core like like when judge went to the giants, you got Saquon, you got Jones, you know what I mean? Like I didn't know judge all that well, but I knew he was walking into a somewhat
0: decent situation. Mm -hmm. Um, Campbell's not walking into a great situation here. Oh man. I could not agree more because you're right. You know, Stafford aside from the fact that he's been beat up, you know, behind a porous offensive line, they've got a banged up offense in general. You're right. Swift looked good at times. Uh, I think they're, they're also expecting to lose Marvin Jones. Um, the defense has no notable names that you can remember and it, it was rather it's it's curious that they decided to go back towards an offensive minded head coach at least we assume so because again we don't really know we only we very limited exposure to Dan Campbell Miami might remember him kind of vividly and with with nostalgia for the five and seven record that he managed to post with us but given during that time the team played very well he was great at motivating and galvanizing the the, the guys there but we had a pretty decent roster when you really think about it Joe Philbin was just inept as head coach you know however and and a couple of the highlights from that time in Miami uh, of those five wins he recorded the first ever win over Houston which I thought was interesting the first time ever uh, the first win over Philly since 1999 and the first road win over Washington since 1984 so I mean he was good at galvanizing the team the question is is you know is that what Detroit needs right now you know I think that would have been perfect at the time when they decided to fire uh Jim Caldwell and hire Matt Patricia that's who they needed now this is a completely different roster there are a few years down the road and a few more injuries and a lot you know a lot of players walking out the door I don't know that that's what they need right this second I think they need a team builder not necessarily a motivator and uh, I think that Dan Campbell is more motivator than team builder. So I, I, I'm gonna have to say I'm originally it's funny I was I was bullish on it because I like Dan Campbell and I remember him through the nostalgia goggles. But now, yeah, reassessing the whole situation, I'm a little bit bearish on it because he comes in with with limited experience. Given he just spent the last four or five seasons learning at the side of Sean Payton, but how much does that really assist you in that situation? You know. Yeah, that's yeah, a good take. Mm-hmm. So finally, that takes us over here to the city that I currently live in. The Jacksonville Jaguars hire Urban Meyer as their new head coach. <laughs> I see that face already. Bearish or bullish, Jimmy?
1: This is going to be your best landing spot. It's just based solely on Lawrence and maybe the the running back there. Um, I forget his name already. But um... – <laughs> I, I hope it works out, but mm-hmm. I, I'm bearish on it. I just don't like the big name college coach coming in. It just doesn't work out. It's never yeah. worked out in the past. Um, I made a joke on social media about this going to be the uh, the second biggest payroll that he's ever had behind Ohio State uh, to work with. Yeah. You might see that joke other places now. They stole it from me. I was on <laughs> that right after the hiring. I had people ask me if I bid it. Or if I made that up, that was all me. I had that one holstered as soon as I saw they were talking to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hope it works out because I, I don't mind Urban Wire. I think he's a great coach. I think he's a great college coach. He was great at Florida, great at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Uh, the NFL is just different. Yeah. Um, and I, I I just don't see it. I don't see it working out all that well. I hope to be wrong on it because That's I man. like I like Lawrence. I like him. I like that Jags team and I like some of the pieces they have. Uh, I think it's fun when they're good just because they're kind of a laughing stock. So I, I like when they're, you know, that run they made, I loved watching that. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the underdog, but, uh, and this is just based solely on the fact that it hasn't worked out. It's it's hard yeah. to be that big time dude and come in and do this. You know, it's not recruiting guys, you know, now you're dealing with adults that are getting paid Um so it just seems like it just doesn't carry over all that well. Yeah. Um, I don't, and I, yeah. So, but then again, lesser named college coaches have made it work. So mm-hmm. it can't just be because it's the big name. You know, it's not just college coaches, it's something to do with these big name guys. I don't know if it's the pressure, I don't know if it's their ego. Maybe they don't work as hard <laughs> than these no name college coaches that come, but. I, I, I lean, I lean to be embarrassed on it. Okay,
0: I could I, I could absolutely understand that because there is a stigma that comes associated with it more often than not. College coaches tend to fail at the NFL level because it is different, uh, but I will I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead. I, I'm actually be bullish on this one and I will explain why, uh, of course. Obviously, it starts with having the first overall pick in the draft you get, which is likely to be jo- Trevor Lawrence unless uh, this is barring something completely unforeseen. You never know. But fairly certain they take Trevor Lawrence. You add him to an offense that already features an incredibly underrated room full of receivers that I think a lot of people tend to overlook. Uh, DJ Chark is a hell of a receiver. Chris Conley, formerly of Kansas City. Keelan Cole made some pretty uh, spectacular grabs in the last couple of years. D.D. Westbrook's really good. They added LaVisca Chenault. Uh, James Robinson is that running back you were referring to, by the way. Undrafted kid somehow emerged as a viable running back option. They have good defensive pieces. I know they don't they don't have the Saxonville defense that we remember from the AFC Championship game, but they do still have Miles Jack on there. They got that kid, uh, I think his name's also Lamar Jackson, the cornerback yeah i don't I, yeah i'm not familiar with him they picked up another guy and in addition to that and all the cap space that they have this year they have 11 picks going into this draft so the the situation is ripe for a turnaround not to mention you factor in urban meyer has never gone into a coaching job that he was not prepared for you know he, he's never gone into taking on a job that he wasn't absolutely certain he could be successful at that's the reason that he hasn't that he's been retired for as long as he has you think about it uh I think people might be mistaken they don't believe that this man's been offered at least three NFL jobs every single year since he's retired from Ohio State but he has and he's just been waiting on the right one and he feels that this is the right one. Um, I think that the biggest thing the biggest difference that is that's um, the biggest thing that I think is going to be the case here in Jacksonville is that. Yeah, he's coming in and he's coaching grown men who are paying mortgages and have families and stuff now. But the difference is now, and some of them might even be making more money than him, but money is not a concern. I don't think he's worried about his job security in this situation, which means he's going to coach with reckless abandon in a good way. He's going to coach to the fullest extent without worrying about getting fired because if he gets fired, then what's the worst that's going to happen to him? He goes back to being a retired coach legendary college head coach with a net worth of $35 million. So I'm I'm not worried about it. I'm absolutely bullish on this hire. I think that Urban Meyer is going to be successful here in Jacksonville, and I'm kind of excited to see it happen. Um, I
1: I always kind of thought that he was a professional coach, coaching college, the way he handles it, the way he goes about it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, if if one of them is going to work, it's going to be this one. And I can be sold – on Jacksonville being the best situation to go into mm-hmm. for the reasons you said, I, I do like that charger situation with Herbert and how he looks Keenan, Allian, Allen, Allen, yeah. Mike Williams, you know, Austin Eckler, then all those pieces on defense. I don't know their cap situation. Yeah. Um, so I think they're both very good, uh, situations, but I could definitely be sold on that Jag situation. He's yeah. going to, he's going to be able to go there and the team can look like whatever he wants it to look like. Exactly. It's basically, he's got a fresh, it's a, whatever they call it that people paint on. Canvas. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's got a fresh, he's got a fresh canvas. So um, yeah, he, his idea. legacy could be built in a great way here. If he goes and he pieces this together on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you made some good points on that. I like that.
0: Then he does come in with a rapport uh, with the local area. Florida's very familiar with him. We, we do love us some urban mire. So this should be really interesting. And of course the Floridian in me is enticed by the possibility that we might actually have three good professional football teams in our state. I know a lot of people don't look at it that way, but me, I'm just a bigger fan of first of all, the sport overall. And second of all, my state, I love Florida through and through. So if we can have three great teams, I would prefer that. And, uh, there was something to be said, man. Uh, my wife and I moved to Jacksonville when they went to the AFC championship game that same season, and there's just – if for, for those of y'all out there that don't live in an NFL market, there's just something to be said about the energy that takes over your city when your team is doing well. And all throughout the playoffs, you felt it. You felt it in everybody. And it, it's just – it would be nice to have a little bit more of that in these streets, because I do love this city. I love living here. But man, there was something about 2017, when the team was winning, that just made it very special, a very special place to be. So I do feel that Urban Meyer was a good hire. And I think he's going to do well. And I'm pretty excited to see this all take shape. But that's it, man. All right. So outside of that, I don't have any house cleaning to do yet because we haven't gotten that gotten that organized. But we want to thank you guys for listening to us, Jimmy. I appreciate your time as always. Yeah, man, I had a good time. I think it was a great first show. Um, yeah, I'm excited to get it rolling, bud. Hell yeah! Not too bad for just jumping in head first. So. I guess uh, we'll get back to y'all on the house cleaning. So until next time, shit, I don't know. I don't even have a tagline to go out on, man. That's how we, (laughs) that's how bare bones we are right now. Yeah, until next time, y'all take it easy. We'll see you soon.